welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Dan Ratner, a nationally known pain psychologist who has developed a unique mind-body approach to healing chronic pain. He's also the host of the popular podcast, Crushing Doubt. Welcome. Welcome, Dan. I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, Dan and I have met through a what's called the TMS Roundtable. And what I'm excited about, Dan, he's a psychologist who practiced in New York. He just told me he moved to Cleveland. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, he has had, as you know, there's different terms for this. This is called TMS, tension myositis syndrome. There's mind-body syndrome, et cetera. But the bottom line is he had chronic pain. And so he's able to conquer that. But what I always am excited about when I have a psychologist who suffered himself with chronic pain, learn how to solve it, it gives you insights to the level that you just can't, can't have by just going to school. So Dan, I'm excited to have you on the show. We've talked before. And I think a lot of the things that we are going to be talking about, we're pretty much on the same page. I think that both of us agree that the number one factor in patients healing is your relationship with the provider, just being comfortable with the provider. And the, de- the actual specific techniques don't matter as much as actually just feeling comfortable with the provider, feeling heard, being heard, and moving forward. So Dan, welcome to the show. And I guess, um, could you just improve my introduction a little bit about where you're at and your training and et cetera? I didn't introduce you very clearly here. No, sure. I thought you did a great job. And thank you for having me on. Um, so I, uh, I have been a psychologist in the field now for 17 years. Um, you know, and I, I kind of include my training in that in terms of thinking about how long I've been doing this. So I've had 20 years of therapy experience. But in terms of my, um, my mind-body experience, well, I suppose in some ways I'm 46 years old. So in some ways I have 46 years of mind-body experience. <laughs> right. But, but uh, in terms of understanding it at the kind of Sarno level, that was something that I discovered in 2011. Okay. And that, and that was after that was after 8 years of chronic and I mean everyday excruciating back pain. For you personally. For me. Okay. For me personally. And it, it's one of the reasons that I think a lot of people when they come to see me they I have an added level to which they can trust me because I have suffered that. Right. And, and, you know, nothing against people who haven't more power to you. That's great. But I think people are very encouraged when they hear that I, I've, I've come to understand these things. So I actually always was interested in mind body experience. I was aware of what's called psychosomatic issues, but mostly people think that's in your head and not real. Right. And what I've come to see more and more with time is that it's very real in the body. It's that whole fight or flight uh, experience that takes over whether you're being chased by a lion or you are experiencing, you know, anxiety about sp- public speaking or, or about pain. And right. so we all, we all have that. Uh, but in terms of my background, I've now been in private practice since 2006 um, and changed my practice over similar to you, uh, not as radical a change as what you experienced uh, from going from being a surgeon to a mind body practitioner. But I, you know, I, I switched over from being a, a therapist who was just more purely psychodynamic 
to focusing much more on mind-body symptoms. And I have increasingly gotten to a short-term model of work, which we can talk about. You know, you mentioned that you'd want to hear about what my services are. Right. A lot of them are more short-term oriented now. It's a lot of it's a lot of information that I'm giving to people. Okay. And I do agree with you that it's it's the relationship with the practitioner that right. makes the biggest difference. We all have different ways of understanding things. So let me jump into your experience for a second. So you were in, you had chronic low back pain for eight years. You said it was pretty severe. Uh, well, it certainly felt very severe to me. I mean, I, I for about a year and a half, I had just wrenching spasms hundreds of times a day. Wow. It was like being electrocuted. I mean, okay, that's not so, subtle. Yeah, right. And um, I did and get the, the spasms largely under control uh, through the help of a chiropractor um, and probably through my own mind-body experience without fully realizing it. I just gained a, enough confidence to be less afraid of them. But the pain continued. For the so that pain wasn't exactly imaginary. Absolutely not. I can, I can tell you that from experience. Right. So that's the thing I think I'm going to rant just for a second. I try not to rant too much, but we do know that when you're in pain, that's a threat. We do know if you have an angry boss, that's a threat. We do know if your finances are in trouble, that's a threat. And the body responds with increased adrenaline, cortisol, but also inflammatory cytokines. So your whole body is on fire. Your nervous system is sensitized. And the body translates the environment into physical symptoms. And so this is a classic. This is how we survive as animals and mammals and humans. So we translate our environment in a way that, that creates behavior that's safe. But with chronic pain, that process gets short-circuited. And so all of a sudden you have these symptoms all the time. Your body's inflamed. You have more pain, more threat, more threat, more inflammation. So you have this horrible cycle going that's really brutal. But yeah, those symptoms are just brutal. In fact, there's one paper that shows that the effect of chronic pain or the impact of chronic pain on a person's quality of life is similar to having terminal cancer. And actually there's two papers that show that. So it's, it's I, people have no idea. And then I'm sure you've run across this that a lot of patients are now put, given the label of called medically unexplained symptoms, yep. which I think is sort of the ultimate insult to people in chronic pain. That's what doctors are really saying said, well, you know, we can't really find, find out what's going on, just live the best you can live and just move on. And you don't have much pain anymore, right? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would describe myself as, as pain-free mo most of the time. Um, right. I do have, I've, I've explained this to people before, I, I consider myself to have a mind-body symptom experience every day, but I'm talking very subtle things, you right. know, like, you know, a little like twinge. I take that as mind body experience. Correct. So I have these, I live a mind body life, but I don't have prolonged pain for more than a couple seconds, probably most of the time. But it's a much different life than you had for eight years. Radically different. And I, I was really interested in what you were saying about um, the different, the, con the connection with terminally ill people and people who are having chronic pain. People are having chronic pain, they're not dying, but their lives are terminally <laughs> altered. You altered. Know? And I did have many thoughts that my life was over. Um, it was very hard to relate to other people. I didn't feel like they understood me very much. I don't, I, I don't mean anything against people who, who don't understand this, but 
the degree to which human beings are able to empathize when they haven't experienced something right can be limited you know it takes a good imagination to get there and a lot of people didn't take the time to really imagine it and right. i really felt my life was altered and that's why i got into this work so deeply is that when it changed my life that radically in a 3 week period so i'm, I'm like, really curious what happened how did this yeah. all change okay so um you know i i had tried lots of different things i had uh first i went to a doctor then i went to a physical therapist uh, then I went to a chiropractor. I mixed in acupuncture. I thought about the mind-body process, and I even believed in it as a therapist, but I didn't, I didn't understand it well enough. I didn't have the information I needed. And astoundingly, as I look back at it, and maybe it was just a matter of the time period versus now, but no one in my life knew about Sarno. That is just mind-boggling to me. What, what year is that? Um, well, these were the years 2003 to 2011. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he never, I mean, I was in, I've been doing medicine for over 30 years. If you include medical school, 40 years. And, um, yeah, he's somebody who was there. I had no idea what a contribution he actually had made. Can you just in two sentences, just describe John Sarno and what he did and why he was so different? Yeah. So John, John Sarno was, uh, he was an MD, who was seeing people for chronic pain and not getting much success. And he noticed that there was a connection between more of a connection between the emotions and what happened with his patients than anything else. So being a good scientist, he investigated this and discovered that there really was a mind body process that was, um, you know, the experiences of the mind were altering the physiology and through, through this knowledge, people get freedom from the pain. And then, so when you heard of him, what part of his message resonated with you that caused the change to occur? You said within three weeks, your mind, your body changed or your whole experience around pain changed? Yeah. Well, let me, let me uh, put an addendum on, on that because actually what happened was I was seeing this chiropractor. The chiropractor was the one who, uh, his name's uh, Dr. Alex Eingorn. He's a great guy, um, fantastic chiropractor, but he he got me to a point where I was better, but maybe 50% better. Okay. And to me, that was a godsend. And he, at, at some point mentioned this book and he said it was, it was actually mind over back pain. Interestingly, right. he's, he said, read this book. Don't read his later stuff. He goes too far with it. Now, of course I now feel like, no, he didn't. I take it even further. Right. Um, but when, when he handed me mind over back pain, I thought, Oh God, I've sunk so low that now the only treatment that can help me is a book. Right. <laughs> and I actually didn't read it for a year. Okay. But when he first gave it to me, I said, okay, maybe, maybe I'll get to that. But I left it on the shelf for a year. Then at some point it came up again uh, with me and him. And so I, I picked it up and read it. And immediately, just in the first day of, of reading it, I, I wouldn't say I, I had a lot of physiological change yet, but it what he was saying made sense. And this is something that pain sufferers, I'm sure, tell you all the time. They tell me it all the time. They're awash in a sea of misinformation. They have no idea what's going on. None. Right. right. And they're not getting any explanations that even make sense. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a mentally and emotionally brutalizing experience to get told things that don't quite makes sense. 
Well, then, plus we talk about threat versus safety. And so by not knowing is sort of one of the ultimate threats. Absolutely. Right, um, no hope. You're right. bounced around. Nobody believes you. It's a mess. Yeah. And they, they kind of look at you like you're the problem. And actually, this was an experience I had. Not only did they look at me like I was the problem, they also looked at me like I was the chair of the solution. And I was like, I don't know. You know, they were like, right. Well, how it was almost like I was supposed to run the committee to fix my back, but I was like, but I'm the one who doesn't know. It's sort of a dirty little secret, but doctors are fairly uniform, including myself historically. So I'm not going to take myself out of this picture here, but we want to make sure the responsibility, we sort of, I use the word, blame the patient. You're just a mm -hmm. wimp. You can't deal with it. There's got to be something wrong. Is psychological, you just can't deal with the psychology, et cetera. So there's still this implication that if you can't find a structural problem, then it must be psychological or imaginary or something. The problem is they have this term, I mentioned it earlier, medically unexplained symptoms, which is a horrible term because under threat, again, pain is a threat, lots of things that are a threat, your whole body's on fire your glial cells in your brain throw off these inflammatory cytokines. So your brain is sensitized. It changes your kidney function, liver function, cardiac function, lung function. Every cell in your body is fired up and inflamed. Everything's wrong. Only about 5% of the time do we know the actual structural cause of back pain, which is usually a tumor or infection. The rest of it's muscles, tendons, and ligaments, which is this process going on between pain switches in the brain and the inflammatory cytokines in the body and the cytokines are small proteins, everything's wrong. So then you get labeled medically unexplained symptoms. It's a very pejorative term, right? It is. And not only that, it's a, it's a very convenient term for medicine because they're saying, well, they're unexplained and therefore there's not a real reason, but actually you could, you could name it uh, medically non-understood symptoms. You know, like, I, I love it. Yep. <laughs> Why are they putting the, the, the onus on the patient as if the patient has is some kind of problem? You know, right. to be a true scientist, I think you either have nailed the problem and understand it, or there's more questions to be asked. Right. Right. So you read his book and you had a pretty quick effect and within a day or two. What happened over the next three weeks that allowed you, I mean, eight years. And a month later, you're doing pretty darn well. That's not subtle. I mean, something no. happened. I mean, how would you, I know you can't really describe it that clearly in a way, because it's probably beyond words, but what's your best description of what happened that next three weeks? Well, I would say the main thing that shifted is I gained confidence that there was a way to understand this. Everything I read and what he said made sense. And I will tell you one of the keys, because I actually read Mind Over Back Pain, and then I, then I read The Divided Mind, his latest one, right. um, during that three-week period. So right. I um, actually, I think I'm misremembering this a little bit. I, I, I think I read Mind Over Back Pain two months before I read the, the Divided Mind. So the truth is I actually got relief three weeks after I started reading The Divided Mind. Okay. Um, I want to try to be accurate because people who are suffering are hanging on every word. Like you got better in three weeks. So it was more like two months into three weeks, but, right. um, but in a way mind over back pain gave me the framework that maybe there is a way to make sense. It gave me hope. What the divided mind did though, is it gave me greater confidence at a whole different level. 
And there were a couple of reasons why, but I, I wanted to describe one of the turning points for me was in reading The Divided Mind, he described something about the personality, the personality type of, of uh, the, the kind of people who tend to have this kind of pain. And it was me to a T. Um, so it and made what, me what, what, what was the personality type? Could you describe it for us? Yeah, the general, the general gist, he calls it goodists. Uh, I'm sorry. Goodists. Goodist. Yeah, G O G O O D I S T. A goodist. Uh, okay. Okay. Goodist. Love it. Okay. Somebody who's really trying to do good all the time. And I, I, this was true of me. You know, I'm the kind of I. I'm not saying it to brag. It's just true. I, I was always looking to help people. It's one of the reasons that I got into this field. Obviously, there are other reasons too. You know, trying to figure out myself and. Um, get relief. There's all kinds of reasons, but I was always helping people. And so I just thought of myself as like a nice guy. But what he was describing is, no, there's a whole constellation of a personality that leads to all kinds of different things. And included in that is chronic pain. So I would, that my ears pricked up at that. But then there was one thing that he said that totally blew my mind. Uh, he described that a lot of people who have TMS, what he calls tension myositis syndrome, which we know is, you know, one version of mind-body syndrome or whatever we call it. Right. Um, he described that a lot of these people, when they're talking about painful things, will smile. Now, I had had that experience my whole life, and it always bothered me. I was aware of it. I'm like, I don't want to be smiling right now, but I can't stop. I cannot stop my body from doing it. Interesting. I've not heard that. So to, and and what it is, is, is the, uh, this is not true of everybody who has mind-body syndrome, but the, um, it's true of a lot of people. They come in and they tell you, "Man, it just it hurts so much," but they're they're smiling. But it's not a it's not a comfortable smile. You can tell the difference. They're not happy about it. You you can tell. Um, but the fact that he was able to describe everything so accurately was key. I also it felt key to me that he was an MD. Um. I, there was something that there's something so important about having MDs like you who, who can give confidence that no, there are people in medicine who think this as well. It's not, you know, in the end, this is about science and logic. It's not about what field developed it or what field matters, right. but. Of course, according to the wall street journal, you're not really a doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, no, I, that, I think I think that plenty of choice uh, words for Wall Street. Anyway, no, I mean I think it's actually harder to get a doctorate in PsyD or psychology or philosophy than it is being a physician because a physician the road is laid out, and that's I know it's sort of an aside, but that was just, just fascinated the heck out of me that the only real doctors are MDs, which just isn't true. But anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Agree. Resist. Well, I also, I like the point also, because one thing I think that we're finding is for us to do well as practitioners in this field, you know, as an MD, you have to wade into psychology some, and as right. a psychologist, I have to wade into medicine some, or at least physiology. Right. So what's going to happen So um, I appreciate you sharing your story. And I just want to remind the listeners that again, this is a gentleman who's very well educated, understands a lot of things about life in general, had severe chronic back pain for eight years. And within a couple of months, he's been fine for what? How many years now, Dan? 
Uh, it's been, it's, we're coming up on 10 years. 10 years, yeah. And as you know, with my experience, I was in chronic pain for 15 years and I've been pain-free since about 2003. And it's dramatic. I mean, it's just night and day. And what drives both of us is we see these dramatic changes happen regularly. Chronic pain is a solvable problem. And we're going to have an interesting discussion on the second half because we both think the same way. We have, um, all of us have different styles of delivering the services, but it is a consistent process. And I'm really excited to see um, Dan's in Cleveland and New York. So could you just finish up the section, Dan, about telling us how to access you and your services? And then we'll, we'll talk in the second podcast about what your services actually entail. But how do we, sure. how do we get a hold of you? So in terms of getting a hold of me, first of all, I, I do have a podcast, which of course, you know, because you're right. on it. Crushing uh, it, Doubt. It's called crushing doubt, and we're going to have a discussion about what that term means because I, I, you know, it's one of those things where you put a term out there and you realize it has all kinds of different meanings for different people, right. so you have to deal with that. Right. But uh, crushing doubt can be found on YouTube. It can also be found on Apple uh, Audio Podcasts. Right. So that's that's a place to to check me out and what what I do. Uh, in terms of how to connect with me directly, you can always reach me um, at this this email address, dan at crushingdoubt.org. Um, but I'm also on Psychology Today. You can look me up and you know read my my profile and contact me that way as well. And uh, you know, a lot of people get in touch with me a variety of different ways, some of which tends to come from podcasts. Um, and you can, so now, since you're doing telemedicine, can anybody in any state work with you or do you have certain states that you work with? No, I actually work internationally. I mean, oh, you I, do? I, I have people who are in Australia. I've had people in Germany. I've had uh, really people all around the world. I, I, I don't restrict that. Um, okay. And one Good. of, one of the reasons for that is that what I do, I don't, the services that I mainly offer now, even though I still am a therapist that has long-term patients, I now mostly offer short-term consultations. Essentially, okay. my job is to identify the nature of how the mind-body process is working and make some recommendations of how to go from there. And then I might consult, you know, troubleshooting going from there. Right. But I have found these short-term consultations to be very effective. Oh, good. Well, Dan, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to the second half of our podcast here about what you actually do and, and how we can access you a little bit more easily. So thank you very much. And uh, it's a, a this is a great conversation. Well, I look forward to more and I appreciate you having me on. I'd like to thank our guest, Dan Ratner, for being on the show today and for sharing his journey through chronic pain and the insights he developed to help others heal their chronic pain. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.